0: Welcome to the fun 2000com Real Estate Podcast. My name is Chuck Ham, and today we're gonna to talk about the importance of using real estate professionals in your real estate sales transactions. Well, admittedly, we, in the real estate uh, sales industry, take up a lot of the percentage of sales proceeds. Uh, there's a lot of services, there's a lot of money that goes towards our services and um, i'm going to try to justify those funds right now during this podcast real estate agents uh, they will help you get the best value um, whether you're a buyer help you get as uh, help you save money on the transaction if you're a seller they will also help you save money on the transaction and also get you the most for your property Real estate agents will also guide you through the transaction. They'll help you save money in other ways and avoid risk and uh, make sure you're compliant with all the laws. Real estate agents will guide you through inspection of title. Um, They will guide you through the statutory disclosure laws. In California, we have lots of disclosures that are required by statute. Um, You also have a lot of case law. You have things that you need to disclose as a seller. Uh, and some things that you don't need to disclose as a seller, too, um, which an agent can help you with. So um, it is kind of a complex uh, set of laws that we have in California, especially uh, for sellers in disclosure. Um, agents will also help with the uh, physical inspection process. Uh, they won't do the inspections, but they will recommend companies, they'll coordinate the appointments, they will help read reports, make sure that information gets to where it's supposed to go. Uh, The inspection is supposed to benefit the buyer, but um, in some cases it becomes a part of the transaction and the seller should see it as well. And the agents will help um, navigate all those kinds of inspection related issues. Uh, Agents should also help with um, other kinds of inspections. If the property, for example, is not an HOA, a homeowner's association, I'm gonna get into an example about that pretty soon. But uh, a real estate agent should help inspect. Make sure you get the HOA disclosures, specifically the financials. Uh, you're not going to have the opportunity to inspect the whole common area and the whole um, HOA property, uh, but you can do a you know casual inspection, observe, walk around to see the general condition of the uh, the property that is owned by the HOA. Um, but I think more importantly is you want to read the reports. You want to read the disclosures. You want to see what the financials say. You want to know if there's going to be a special assessment. Um, you want to know if the HOA is generating enough income to fund its reserves for future projects, for um, current projects. Uh, if um, if all of a sudden one day when they discover the roofs are leaking that they have enough money to replace that roof, um, and they're doing reserve studies that are you know supposed to cover those kinds of projects. So um, that's the, the HOA component. Um, it, if there is no HOA, then you have still similar um, financial duties as a real estate agent to help the seller or the buyer know what their, their bottom line is going to be and understand all the costs of the transaction. So in a nutshell, that's what a real estate agent should be doing. Some of what a real estate agent should be doing. Those are the big things that come to mind right now as I get into this uh, podcast. Title companies have a very important role. Um, They will provide documents that relate to title on the subject property. So whether you're a buyer or a seller, uh, you're going to want to use the services of a title company. They will provide not only the documents that show um, the the condition of title, who owns a property, who has rights to the property, any other encumbrances against the property. But they also provide insurance against uh, defects in title and against issues that arise uh, after the this transaction. And um, pretty much every lender requires title insurance. It's, it's pretty much, I would say, unreasonable to not get title insurance and not to use the services of a title company. They are invaluable. Um, So your real estate agent should help you through um, understanding the title company services that are available to you for whatever it is you're doing. Escrow companies are another um, set of professionals out there that assist in uh, real estate transactions. Their job is to be a third party intermediary, uh, not to negotiate anything, but to um, send and receive cash. That's a part of the transaction. So if you're a buyer and you have an earnest money deposit Uh, that is due because your offer was accepted, Uh, the offer is probably going to state who the escrow company is and that earnest money deposit should go to the escrow company. Um, If you are a buyer who um, needs to get a loan and the loan is part of the purchase uh, transaction, then um, the escrow company is going to receive the money from the lender at the close of escrow, right before the close of escrow, and then they will disperse those funds Accordingly, um, the seller will be entitled to the majority of those funds. Most in most cases, and um, the escrow company also uses the funds to disperse. Um, uses the funds to pay the uh, various service providers, such as real estate agents, title companies themselves, the escrow companies, uh, mortgage lenders, and, and so on. So, um, escrow companies are not a required service. As a broker, I'm allowed to perform a function a function of escrow. Um, our office has done simple transactions without escrow companies before when they're very simple. Um, we do not get into complex transactions as uh, to replace an escrow company. Uh, escrow companies are, again, another one of these invaluable services. You don't pay a lot of money for the amount of money that's involved and for the complexity of the transaction. You don't pay a whole lot of money for what they do, so it's almost unreasonable to not use an escrow company. But there are a few exceptions, sometimes you have a very simple transaction and you can get around not using an escrow company. Mortgage lenders are another um, set of professionals in the uh, real estate services industry. And that's a little bit more straightforward, Um, either you need them or you don't. If you have cash, you don't need a mortgage lender. Uh, So I'm not going to get into their services so much. Uh, they are invaluable for providing um, loans we broker mortgages and I would say if we were to talk about mortgage uh, professionals uh, use California mortgage professional that's us Uh, we are California mortgage professionals and we are a broker if you're going to use a mortgage broker the loan have a broker help you because the broker can uh, shop around the loan to various investors, various lenders that are out there trying to get your business. Um, we are way more competitive than banks, from especially in recent years. Banks are having a hard time keeping up in the mortgage industry, and that's because, uh, I would say, because of compliance issues, because of uh, higher interest rates, because... Uh, there's a lot going on right now and what i'm finding is that brokering is the way to go if you were um if you're trying to get into the business as a good business even though we have higher interest rates right now and there's less mortgages than there were a few years ago um the mortgage broker business model is going to get the borrower the best deal i'm not saying don't shop around to the banks but um uh, don't neglect checking with us or any other broker a mortgage loan broker. All right. Well, I want to talk about two different recent clients. I'm not going to say their name. I don't want to embarrass anybody. Um, they they happened this year. Um, they had bad experiences. Or one had a bad experience, and it's a ugly experience. And unfortunately, we're involved. Um, the other one almost, hopefully, doesn't have a bad experience. Uh, so the first one I'm gonna call her Ophelia. She uh, bought a home in California, uh, not in Ventura County. So you know people who know me aren't gonna be able to uh, try to guess who this is. This is outside of our county. And this is we got this um, transaction on the foreclosure side. Our office does non-judicial foreclosures. I'm very involved in all three departments of our our firm's business, which is, uh, real estate sales, mortgages, and non-judicial foreclosure. This was in the non-judicial foreclosure side. Gentlemen hired us to initiate foreclosure proceedings against a property, a property where the borrower that he had loaned to no longer lived in the property. They sold the property many years ago. and um, the person they sold it to didn't pay on the loan that he had made. So, Um, This is an example of a seller and a buyer on this property that did not use the services of a uh, Did not use real estate professionals in their transaction and this probably benefited the seller the seller um, was able to Get cash um, and also was able to get payments the lady paid the cash that she had and she made payments to the seller but she never checked title to the property. I'm not saying she didn't know. She probably did know. Uh, she probably was aware. I'm, I'm hoping the seller disclosed to her that there was an outstanding loan against the property. But um, she never paid on that loan. She never bothered to check um, with the specific uh, person who owned that loan. She didn't um, try to pay money. Uh, she didn't try to pay it off. Um, so all these years have passed. She's since in her mind paid off the entire property. That's what she told me on the phone. She's a Spanish speaking lady. So I ended I speak Spanish. So I ended up talking to her directly and I'm trying to help her because I don't want her to experience this foreclosure that our office has initiated against her. Um, it's a sad situation because she and her family live there and they're probably not going to be able to find anything else. So I'm doing my best to explain to her in her language, um, the, the situation and she gets it finally and she's rounding up the money Uh, and I'm glad she's doing that but it's a difficult situation she should have taken care of this many years ago and according to our client um, he you know tried to work it out many years ago but he's he's received no response from anybody on payment of the money that was owed to him so it might sound crazy but you might not realize that you can buy a property and not know every encumbrance and every loan against the property. Well, that's what real estate professionals do for you. They help you see what are the encumbrances? What are the liens against the property? What are the loans against the property? What are what are you gonna owe if you buy this property? Well, that's what happened to Ophelia. She bought this property. She thought she paid it off. And uh, then this other lender who is owed thousands of dollars comes and collects and he has a right to do that. So this could have been avoided if, um, Ophelia had hired a real estate agent. Um, and if they had used title services, if they had, um, checked title, they would have seen this outstanding loan. I checked title myself. It was there. We cannot initiate foreclosure proceedings without there being a recorded instrument. Um, actually we could have, but, um, we, uh, we cannot initiate foreclosure proceedings without there being a written document stating that the person we're representing has an interest in that property. In California, it all has to be writing in writing. And most of these get recorded. That's everybody gets notice. And she would have had notice. And under the law, she has constructive notice, but she just ignored it. And you can't ignore constructive notice. That's just the way constructive notice works, you are deemed to know what is made publicly available. And that's what title searches do. They they inspect the publicly available title records, the records that are recorded and other things as well. So that's Ophelia. Um, she's now trying to negotiate, but she's not going to be able to negotiate anything except for paying it off in full. Um, and she's now instead trying to so she's, so she's trying to round up the money to get this guy paid. Uh, so that's a cautionary tale about the importance of using real estate agents and title companies when buying a home. Now, I'm going to talk about another person I'm going to call Alan. He is in our county. He believes that buyers, real estate agents, or he used to believe, hopefully we've educated him because we were friends with him and, and uh, Alan is not his name, by the way. Um, we're friends with him and we, we hope that Alan hires our firm to provide buyer real estate agent services, but, uh, he explained to us how he believed that, uh, buyers, real estate agents are middlemen and they don't really earn or deserve the two and a half percent commission that he had learned that we would receive. So, um, we've begun explaining to him that, uh, if he does try to proceed without a buyer's real estate agent, he could have the same kind of problems as Ophelia. He is about to pay cash for a property and probably not do all the investigations on the property that he should do. There's an HOA involved. There's going to be title issues involved. There's going to be tenant and tenant law issues. Um, It seems to me that based on his not understanding the law and not understanding the nature of the real estate business and all these things that I'm explaining in this episode that he was going to neglect all those things. He had cash. If he if he would have used a loan, the lender would require things like appraisals, title insurance, all the things that, um, that you should use in a real estate transaction, like I'm explaining. But when you have cash, you have the ability to not use all these services such as title and appraisals and um, escrow services you you have the ability to avoid all those things and that's to your detriment that's why the lenders use these things because they know it is a reasonable cost um, but a required and necessary service it's prudent is the, was the word we use in the in the business world uh, prudent meaning you really would be unreasonable to not use it probably so Our experience with HOAs is you better inspect the HOA documents. You better look at the financials. Uh, We've had situations where um, it's told to us, the seller and the listing agent will tell us when we're representing a buyer that the HOA is in great condition. You should look, come check out the property. It's got a golf course and it's got all these other things. But then we read the reserve study, which is buried in the financial disclosures. If you don't know what you're looking for, or you don't know that you should look for it, then it might as well be buried there. We read them on every transaction. The reserve study in a couple different situations that I've had over the past few years says, oh, we are considering a special assessment. If you were a buyer and owner in such an HOA homeowners association, you would become liable. Meaning you would have to pay whatever special assessments were going to come up in addition to your regular monthly dues. And that's a problem because special assessments are terrible. Nobody likes them. Special assessments are not regular. We we like regular because we want to budget our money and we want to have predictable um, expenses versus special assessments that are not predictable. I mean, they are predictable enough to where you have to get notice of them usually. Um, HOAs do have emergency clauses uh, or emergency um, authority to assess every owner, you know, if there is an emergency. But um, most special assessments will come with enough notice to where you can pay, you know, when you have a chance. But they're still undesirable because the whole point of HOA dues is to have a regular, predictable budget. So it's special assessment um, means that you're going to have to pay in addition on top of everything that you normally have to pay monthly you're going to have to pay a big chunk of money to cover whatever costs they did not budget for. And that could be some kind of an emergency. It could be some other um, deficiency or shortfall in the budget. Um, it it could be anything. So the point is, uh, read the, the reserve study, read the financials of the HOA. Um, these are things that people neglect when they don't have real estate agents. And honestly, I wish I could speak a little bit higher of our own Industry uh, in the real estate agent services. Real estate agents do not like to read a lot of documents. Most of them, or many of them, like to do sales, and that means they like to make the money. They like to have all the fun things that are involved with sales, uh, but they don't do the work. And that's what we really work on. We we try to provide valuable service. We try to perform our job competently and and add value um, with things like this, uh, in addition to all the other things that we do as salespeople. So Alan was going to probably neglect looking at the HOA. And I know this HOA that he's looking at right now. If he were to neglect looking at the financials, he would probably have some undesirable, um, he'd probably find out some some bad things later on. That, that wouldn't be good, obviously. Um, another thing that Alan didn't understand is he thinks that by not having a buyer's agent, he's going to save 2.5%. He, that was his main argument. Well, that's not the way this works. Um, he thought that by working directly with the seller's listing agent that he would be able to save 2.5%, but he's neglecting the way this negotiation works. The seller and the listing agent, they have already usually negotiated a total commission of maybe 5%. And half of that is usually offered to the buyer's agent. And that's what's posted on the MLS, 2.5% commission is being offered to the buyer's agent. And that's probably what he saw. And he believed that he could just not have a buyer's agent and negotiate. Now, that might be true. I mean, that's what a lot of seller listing agents are trying to do by not having a buyer's agent. But why do you think they want to do that? And that's because they're actually probably going to keep the full 5%. They're going to act like they're negotiating a little discount for the buyer, and they're going to say, look, this is about two and a half percent, but they're going to still get that 5%. That 5% is in a contract. It's a written document. They are entitled to that money. Now, our firm doesn't completely handle it like that. We usually tell our clients or seller clients that if we end up in a dual agency situation, which I don't recommend to anybody, if we end up in such a situation, then we'll probably also discount for the seller. We're going to make sure that the seller is also getting a better deal on the commission. So if this actually were to materialize where we could have a dual agency situation, that means avoid using a buyer's agent, then if we were to do that, we would also make sure that the seller benefits by paying a reduced commission. But most firms don't do that, especially the the big firms. Most of the big firms, they bank on big commissions. That's what we see in this market. We see a lot of big firms trying to avoid an MLS transaction. What they do is they get the listing. They try to sell it before it goes on the MLS within their own office. And they get the full five percent. That means they don't have to share that two and a half percent. You see the the math there. So it didn't work out for the buyer. The buyer didn't get the best deal. Probably it didn't work out for the seller because the seller probably didn't get a discount on the five percent commission. And who knows if they could have gotten more money by getting listed on the MLS. And this is one of those things. This is one of those instances where I'm saying the big firms they're the ones that benefit from this kind of thing. It seems kind of monopolistic to be able to do that, but that's what they, what they do. And that's not even some of the other monopolistic rules that I'm talking about. So back to the point, you're not saving 2.5%. Probably the bigger point, however, that Alan is missing is that by having a buyer's real estate agent represent you, you're negotiating for yourself a better price because your agent knows how to do that. Your agent knows all these problems I'm talking about. Your agent should also know the market to be able to check comparable sales data and to understand what is reasonable to negotiate in this market and what is not reasonable to negotiate in this market, because you want to step into the shoes of the seller so that you can know what the other buyers are saying, what the rest of the market is doing and be aware of what the seller knows most Individuals buying real estate in this market who don't have a lot of experience and don't hire an agent they aren't going to be able to do what i'm talking about here and the seller is either going to take advantage of you or the seller is going to um, ignore you because you're just not being realistic it's usually one of those things also the buyer's real estate agent is going to help you inspect title to make sure you don't do what happened to ophelia and buy a property that has Unknown or undisclosed liens and encumbrances because you're supposed to inspect that stuff yourself. You're supposed to hire the services of a title company. You're supposed to figure this out. It's constructive notice. Alan would probably have neglected, like I said, inspecting the HOA documents. Maybe Alan wouldn't have gotten an inspection on the property. There's hidden things uh, that property inspections usually reveal. You think you can see how the property is just by walking around and turning on the lights and but you, there are professionals out there who, who uh, will give you a written document, and that written document, um, representing what they found during their inspection, it's called an inspection report, that will protect you later in a lot of ways, and it costs usually around 450 to 600 bucks in our area and uh, it's worth it. You can interview buyer's agents. You can understand how they work, how you can save money, what services they're going to provide for you, uh, just by talking to them. Invite them to your house, um, meet them at a Starbucks, call them on the phone, exchange some emails, texts, whatever. Agents will compete for your business by having this discussion with you. And you'll get an idea for who knows what, what they're doing, who doesn't. You'll get an idea for, uh, you'll get an idea of how much money you can save Uh, Some buyer's agents will also credit you back half of their commission. There are a lot of discount firms out there. We also can do that, Um, and we do that, actually, on most of our buyer-side transactions. Our sales website is sold2000.com. That's S-O-L-D-2000.com. You'll be able to see who some of our agents are. We provide services throughout all of California. Um, We work with agents all over California, and we work on property all over California. We are a California real estate firm. We understand the business. We've been doing this. Um, I've been a broker for uh, since 2008, and uh, next year will be 20 years for me in the real estate sales business. And um, I hope I can help you more. Feel free to reach out to me, Uh, my email address is chuck at fund2000.com, I'll be happy to Uh, answer any questions you have about real estate. Thanks for listening.